0: what's happening everybody welcome back to answering questions from reddit i am your host lucky your mental health casual whatever you guys prefer and sorry i had to move the gum in my mouth because it was not working where it was and (laughs) uh, i hope you guys got to check out my um my mental health chat with uh charles collins really interesting interview that i had uh probably like three months ago but (laughs) eventually got it out today but um yeah, so if you guys are new to the um, answering questions from Reddit, basically what I do is I take three separate subreddits that have to do with mental health in some in some form, and either give my advice, my reaction or you know um, you know I, I also use it as a, a way to grow a little bit, which I'm actually gonna be using a lot today because I'm, there's one that I'm not particularly um, I'm not too familiar with the the idea of this, so I'm all in to learn some new things, maybe even ask some questions myself so. Um, Let's see here. So we have anti-psychiatry. This is that quite a bit. Um, Asperger's. So this is one I'm not completely, I'm not the biggest expert in this. So, you know, I'm probably gonna be asking more questions than answering. But uh, yeah, so for and forever alone. So let's start out with anti-psychiatry. So hmm, I don't believe in the term mental health as it's currently used. And our Western med- medicine mental health targets the mind, our mind. To use mental health, um, says there's something wrong with our nerves. Sorry, they misspelled there, so threw me off. That is ripe for toxic drug intervention while neglecting everything else. Mental health should be called balance health. Not as catchy, but let's keep going. And a lot more than the mind is involved in balance health. Uh, targeting yang and yin to balance it is what truly is the way mental health is term as a term used properly really is just involved in the treatment of ignorance of balanced health and the mental health community is full of ignorance and rebel uh, reb- rebalance health sorry that don't didn't know that was a word. but anyway um sorry I had to spit out this gum it was too that was like one of the juiciest gums I've ever Uh, Do you guys remember Juicy Fruit? Sorry, random thought, but uh, (laughs) that was one of my favorite gums, but I don't, I can't eat any gum with sugar anymore. So, Um, so yeah, so a lot of people have been debating about this term mental health, like, should we be using it? Um, Maybe because there's so much stigma around it. Now, I don't think the stigma around mental, well, mental illness is usually the one that has a lot of stigma around it, right? It's like, oh, you know, is it really mental illness? I think, that just because something has a stigma around it doesn't mean we shouldn't we should just stop using the words, right? That make the most sense. In my in my opinion, I think mental health makes the most sense. I understand what they're saying, right? Because when you say mental health, it doesn't always mean that though, right? If you talk about spiritual health, it doesn't mean you have to take a bunch of drugs to get there, you know, although some people have gone on journeys with like ayahuasca and all that other stuff so yeah yes there have been drug interventions for spiritual health as well but i don't think i don't think just thinking about mental health is like oh yeah things in your nerves that are need rebalance and all that stuff you know listen not everybody needs to be put on medication and we need to understand that as well but i think you also need to think about uh you also have to think about you know like a little bit of what you're what you're doing in the case of like or what, what you're trying to say in the case of like, oh, mental health, like, you know, there's a stigma around it. There's this is that it's like not ex- exactly. Yes, there is a stigma around it. But that doesn't mean we should just stop stating what it is. Right. It, it is mental health. Right. It is all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, what are, we would name it. Otherwise, I don't really know. Like a balanced health is not not I'm not with that uh, if I'm being real with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's sh- take a look at – I think this will be the last one because it's a little bit longer. But I'm scared and don't know what to do. My girlfriend, 26-year-old female, is a known case of recurrent depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. She's been on multiple treatment regimes, including uh, benzodiazepines, uh, SNRIs, or serotonin uh, – ser- what is it? Oh, oh, shoot. I can't remember exactly. I think it's serotonin reuptate inhibitors or something like that. Uh, Antipsychotics and ketamine therapy for about eight years now. Currently, she has been re- prescribed uh, – desvenlafaxine uh bd only i uh, don't know too much about any of those so i'm not going to get on those but anyway lately she's been compla- she's been complaining of severe pain in her left shoulder which then migrated to involve the whole of the right side of her body after consulting many colleagues and senior doctors getting tests done it was concluded that it was psychosomatic uh, meaning that it was uh, her mi- her mind was making those things happen um, this is not the first time she's undergone multiple tests and been told that the pain is psychosomatic she was so affected by this that she Decided to stop her meds yesterday night, rationalizing her decision as, if it's all in my head, then I don't need any external help to cure me. I've been taking meds for so long and still I get this. What's the point? Let my mind deal with it as it is without any external help. Being doctors, we are both aware of the debilitating side effects of sudden discontinuation can cause. Yeah, that was my main concern. She seems to be hell-bent on doing this and doesn't want me to convince her otherwise. She says she feels her will is strong enough to power through this. I'm the only one she's told about this too. Uh, her family doesn't know, uh, nor does her psychiatrist. What do I do? Do I respect her decision and not tell anyone else or tell her family whom she's living with? Please help. So I would be against just getting off of them straight up. You know, listen, if you want to get off of something, there is there's not a lot your psychiatrist can do. Um. If you say that you want to get off something, then just be upfront with them. Tell them that, hey, I don't want to be on this anymore. I'll be real with you. I'm already getting, because that's actually a, not a bad argument. If I'm being real with you, that's not that bad of an argument. Um, you know, could things get better with it? Maybe. But if you're not satisfied with what's going on, then absolutely tell them, hey, I want to get off of this, but I want to get off this in the safest way possible. How do I do that? And, you know, can you taper me off of these? You know, I don't want to just st- suddenly stop a cold turkey. Because uh, that's really dangerous, especially with things like antidepressants, um, SNRIs, and uh, whatever she's taking right now, I would imagine would also be in the, under the same scope. Um, but, I, you know, I don't see that big of a problem with that. That's actually not a bad reason. But I would just say – and actually, funny enough, I did have an ex that had this same problem. She, uh, you know, we were uh, – we, what did happen? She, she sprained her ankle sometime and then randomly – uh you know like you know she she her ankle is just like not good for a long time and you know i remember uh she went to the doctors and they said the same exact thing like it's you know it, it's kind of in your head and she didn't want to accept that right she didn't want to accept it it's like you know psychosomatic so um so yeah whenever something's psychosomatic you take it take it for what it is you know take care of your mind then you know start focusing on things that you can Uh, work on and maybe that'll help, right? If it doesn't help, right? And you're still feeling some pain and still feeling this, then you can kind of go into that. But, you know, at least take the the doctor's orders and kind of go into it. Um, But yeah, so I want to kind of get into this Asperger's because I, I, so this, for people that don't know, let me read the actual definition of Asperger's syndrome. Um, a developmental disorder related to autism and characterized by higher than average inte- intellectual ability coupled with impaired social skills and restrictive, repetitive patterns of interests and activities. Whoops, does that say? Yeah, activities, okay. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so I'm going to treat this a little bit more like autism just because I'm more familiar with it, but. Um. Let me see. People shouldn't be able to use speakerphones or anything else loud in public. Noise pollution is real. I'm tired of ba- all the background noise. It's so damn rude. Yeah. So that is a really good point. Um, noise pollution can. Uh, I mean, it is a real thing, right? It just it's just. I mean, it can be really annoying. Now, granted, if you're in the city, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that, right? There's loud cars flying by or flying by driving by every single day, and it, you know, it is what it is. But. Um, Let's see. Does anyone any does anybody else ex- have extreme trouble making and keeping friends? Often, I found it's uh, extremely difficult to keep friends around, and I've just kind of realized it. Uh, I don't really talk to a whole lot of people. I used to have some friends I played Xbox with, but I don't know. We've kind of just fell off. I'm extremely interested in some really specific at, and at times somewhat obscure things. I love the Fallout series, in-depth lore, Apex Legends lore, tarot, and true crime, uh, specifically cold cases um tarot uh, i'm assuming they mean tarot cards um and i find it hard to find anybody who any people uh to find people who like that stuff to that extent that i do especially other females uh i've always been more comfortable speaking to guys because i feel like it's easier to find similar interests i play a lot of video games and it's really lonely not playing with anybody anymore uh because i don't know how to speak to anyone i also tend to get too attached and will call someone my best my quote unquote best friend after a few times of hanging out or speaking and it seems to really off-put people i can't really help it i often will take cues of people just being nice wrong um, i go to an online private school so i don't have the opportunity to go to public school i don't have the classmates as i would there uh, as i would there which is fine i just wish i knew how to actually make the make and making keep friends and stop being so off-putting to people especially around my age i'm 16 and i have diagnosed uh, asperger's syndrome and adhd is it just me does anybody else feel this way No, I'm sure. I'm sure that's probably, uh, I'm sure that, that, that a lot of people do. I definitely did. Um, maybe some advice. So I, this is just going to be advice that I'm going to give despite your Asperger's burger syndrome, right? Like, I don't know exactly if there are different ways that maybe you deal with this, you know, through, uh, through doctors and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't really think it's the best friend thing. I, I think you are being a little bit too hard on yourself. I, I think that is uh, something. But as for like the the very finding similar interests, um, that could be kind of tough, especially since you have ADHD. So that means if somebody speaks, um, and this is where I give my advice, right, is to figure out how to be a good listener, right. Um, even if you're not interested in somebody's conversation and <laughs> it happens to me all the time, <laughs> happens to me so much, uh, where all of a sudden I start spacing out, uh, during a conversation and I'm just like, uh, huh. And then like, you know, hear that inflection at the very end. It's just like, H-h-h-h-h-h-h-h. you know, you start hearing the inflection at the end. You're like, Oh, that was a question, man. Sorry. Uh, shout out to Bill Burr. That was a great joke. Um, but, uh, you know, at least for me, Uh, I, I would say learn how to be a good listener so that you can keep your friend's attention because a lot of times, like, yes, you want to be able to talk about things you want to talk about, but you also have to be receptive of the things that they want to talk about. Right. Um, or else it's just, it's not even a friendship at that point. They're just kind of there to, for you to, you know, talk to, it's kind of it. So what you really want to do is work on your listening skills a little bit more, right? I'm not saying you have to become interested in all these things like I'm not interested in the things that I was saying earlier, right? That I that I didn't care about or anything like that, but I was a good listener enough to say, well, to be curious about it, right? Be in love with curiosity more than the subjects that you're uh you're asking about because that's really what's going to happen. That's really what's going to help and as you get more subjects under your belt, they'll start to all intertwine together. So much so that you'll become intri- you'll become intrigued because, like, let's say, like I came from a martial arts background at some point, right? Or even like a mental health background, right? If somebody comes to talk to me about martial arts, well, I then I start to see the 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 uh, intri- the uh, the parallels that fighting and mental health have together, and you can start making those metaphorical comparisons. And start to piece the world together to make uh, into patterns, into things that make a little bit more sense. Of course, the world's not always going to make sense to us. I get that, but you know, to make a little bit more sense to what w- than what we uh, what we originally thought and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, just uh, just a thought right there. Anyone else get weirded out by art? Of course, as human being, as a human being, I still enjoy and even create art myself, but I find it odd and nonsensical, and it kind of makes me uncomfortable. For example, I can't stand going to plays. It's just so odd that people will move their bodies in repetitive, ritualistic ways and protect their voices, or project excuse me, their voices in convoluted ways in order to create a musical tone. It seems to not really serve a purpose in and of itself. I enjoy art, but it's so weird to me and it makes me uncomfort- and uncomfortable simultaneously." Yeah, so this probably is where the increased intelligence comes from, right? Uh, since you do have this increased intelligence, you are judging things in an intellectual way why would you want to do this? Why would you do that? Right? Like I'm an anime fan. Well, why would you watch anime? Why, you know, what does it serve? Right. Um, this is where the metaphorical aspects start to come in again. Right. Um, where it gets to the point where, you know, I I was actually doing a a podcast earlier on my anime casuals uh, earlier today, uh, podcast and, You know, what happened was uh, somebody was critiquing anime and I was talking like how anime is racist and all this other stuff. And I basically what I said was, you know, art is there to push boundaries. Art is there to question societal norms, to question moralities, certain moralities that we have. So you have to realize that art is very important, even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the moment right and maybe you look at it and you're just like why are people projecting their voices in such a way why are they doing this why are they doing that and like i said that's kind of where a lot of the um entry the some more of the um trying to think of the word that i'm trying to say but i i tried to say it like three times and i think it's like the anyway just basically the The things inside of art, it's more about what art represents and what it's trying to convey more than anything. Whereas some people, like, maybe it is because of the Asperger's, but maybe they just want a clear answer. Like, okay, so what do you mean? Like, just tell me the moral of the story. You don't have to just tell me a whole story to get to the moral of the story. And that's actually a very valid reason, too. That's a very valid viewpoint as well, right? Like, you know, maybe could we just get to the point? Could we just get there instead of going through the song and dance, right? You hear that a lot, right? Like, can we just skip the song and dance and get to the point? So that might just be more of where your head's at, whereas you know, maybe you need to watch a little bit more, uh, watch something with a little bit more, um, like, fact value to it, right? Um, but, you know, I'm very much into the arts, so that's kind of, uh, I can't exactly see exactly where you're coming from, but I, I get where, I do get where some of that is, right? It's not, it's not, like, out of just, like, you know, art is stupid or anything like that. It's just, like, you know, it doesn't get to the point nearly as fast and it's hard to understand why somebody would wait that long. So I completely get that. Uh, anyone else feels self-aware of their autism? I take me, I'm 21 year old belligerent, bitter narcissist. I hate what this condition has done to me and what is, what it is meant for me. I see the people here who accept it. How, which leads me to believe I'm self-aware, uh, which leads me to believing I'm self-aware, or at least I try to be, although that's a farce bigger than my obvious low IQ pseudo intellectual vocabulary. I hate it. Um. So, th- this is actually really interesting. Dude, by the way, this is some of the most, <laughs> this is some of the most, like, intellectual, in- this is, like, some of those, like, intellectually challenging stuff that I've had to read for a while. So, I'm definitely going to bring bring up Asperger's or autism, if I can find an autism one. Um But, okay, so let me, there's a lot to unpack here, right? Um Because, obviously... One of the things that that can be that can go wrong with these type of um, socio uh, socio psychological uh, conditions, right, is the problem of not being able to exactly feel what other people are feeling. So there are I don't want to say sociopathic properties, but that, it kind of seems like it, where you don't exactly know how people, you can't exactly take social cues, um, you don't exactly understand them, and yeah, uh, you, you know, you're just not very socially adaptable so you know you end up getting to this point where it's just like oh you know i i don't understand why anybody would do this i don't like going back to the play thing i don't understand why anybody would want to go through the song and dance to get to a moral of the story totally get that right um but uh so let's get read this one sentence right it, which leads me to believing i'm self-aware or at least i try to be although that's a far bigger see Th- this goes into the point of like just continual um, the continual hamster in the wheel in your head, right? You're just never letting the hamster rest. And he's just like going 100, 100-, 100% the entire time, which can be very tiring of course. And, you know, at least uh, when you're looking at different uh, at these people, right? Or Sorry. When you look at yourself, a lot of times you have to be very, very, very careful because I'm not saying you have to look at yourself with this with this fine tooth comb, you know, trying to like find everything that's in there, but also you don't want to go in there with this total, like, you know, with a hammer, right. You don't want to go in there, you know, ready to wreck some shit right in your brain. You want to really be looking at yourself in the, as much as uh much of an objective way as you can. Right. And I have had these thoughts before. This is not actually anything new. I just never had them to this degree. I would probably say, right. Um, because I'm, I'm always, it always pisses me off when people are very, socially inept, right? It actually happens the opposite way, right? When my friend, when all of a sudden I realize my friend isn't like, there's a friend of mine who's very like boisterous, but at the same time, sometimes he doesn't realize that he's making somebody uncomfortable and you can kind of tell by the room, but he can't. And you just kind of want to like go up to him and be like, yo man, like read the fucking room, you know? So, but I get that as well, where I also keep my mouth shut and I'm just like, well, maybe that's just me. Thinking that I'm just a socio adaptable butterfly, you know, that kind of thing. But maybe I, in reality, I'm the one that just doesn't get the social cues. So um, getting in your head too much is not really, doesn't really help a whole lot with this. Um, but listen, like when you're this smart, there is a curse that comes with smart people, which is thinking. If you're thinking, and also, how do you define smart? Right. If you're thinking all the time, is that really smart, or is that just filling? Is that just, uh, you know, kind of uh, filling this uh, desire of yours to just think all the time? Instead, what the smart thing would be to do is to take your mind off of things. Right. You know, thinking is not always the smart thing to do. Okay. I, I said it. Okay. The cat is out of the bag. Thinking is not always the smartest thing to do. Okay thinking does not always help you okay thinking does not always work in every single case now that being said can we ever just stop our thinking no of course not cuz we're you know we're thinking creatures we're always thinking but thinking like this i mean it doesn't always help okay doing things on instinct is sometimes is going to help you a lot more than thinking ever could so that's just my thoughts uh, let's go over to the forever alone that was a really fascinating subreddit i really you know, I, I'm not autistic, but man, those guys are, I'm not, I don't have Asperger's. Or I'm not autistic, but damn, those guys, those guys know how to speak, dude. I, I totally get where they're coming from. Uh, the idea of being someone being attracted to me is so absurd. It makes me laugh. I mean, to be honest, sometimes it makes me cry as well, but you know, it's, I'll, it's starting to sound like a big joke, like saying, can't wait till I'm rich and famous as if that's ever going to happen. I wonder if normal people have to question their attractiveness to this extent, or if they just go through life knowing that some people will be into them. It's just so weird, man. Yeah, sometimes when you're in that loop of, you know, when you're in this loop of like incel. Now I have shit on incels a lot. I've shit on uh, simps a lot. But let's 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 not let's be clear here, right? It it is a real problem. It is something that men especially do have to deal with. Now, of course, this isn't an incel subreddit. It's literally something that they say at the very top. It literally says this is not an incel subreddit. Um, but, you know, sometimes people that have never had like I have a friend of mine who's who's still a virgin and he's like you know 30 now and you have to realize there are going to be some people that are like that there and I call them late bloomers but you know also maybe sometimes we're not putting in the effort to actually try and get these people but you know it, you can't really give up because listen there are so many people out there it just it's just like ridiculous man there's definitely somebody that can find you attractive. Now, putting your best foot forward to making yourself more attractive is something good, too, because people just think, "Oh, yeah, you should just like me the way I am." It's like, no, you have to change some things to make yourself a little bit more attractive that are objectively attractive, right? Um, not saying it's always going to work, but let's say if you're a man ma- making uh, you know doing things that make more income, or you know, investing in things that will make more income is a good good strategy as well. but, you know, you really have to think about and in in women, you know, figuring out good better fashion, right? Things that accentuate some features but don't show others. And you know, even I do this, right? If I, whenever I wear tank tops, show it it's so it doesn't show exactly It doesn't exactly show my belly as much, but it shows my arms, which I've been working on a lot lately. Wink, wink. Um, but you know, listen, little things like that can be uh, go a long way. You know, think about the things you can change, and listen. Don't apologize for the things you can't. Okay. So let's keep going. Just be confident. Don't really understand the, this kind of advice in regards to being forever alone. You wouldn't be confident in jumping into the sea if you if you've never swum in a pool before. How to be confident in yourself if you haven't even held another person another person's hands before, uh, let alone dating experience at all. Not sure how to be confident when there are so many steps to struggle with, such as finding a date, what not, what to do, what to do on one, becoming the first choice, asking them to be your partner, and you can't and you can't even reach the first step. So yeah, this advice is not great. What I would say is one of the best things I've ever heard uh, was in a podcast I did. And it's not out yet, but <laughs> um, but I would say it is. Uh, do listen. Go before you're ready. Um, basically, what that means is listen you can sit there thinking about oh yeah i need confidence to do this i need confidence to start this i need confidence i need confidence uh, no just you need to do it is basically what you if you listen if you want to go do something and you're just thinking oh i'll just wait for the confidence to be there or you know i'll just exude this false confidence all that stuff uh, now there is something to false confidence that i think should be explored a little bit you know especially in situations like uh, like when you're at a I don't know, when you're at a workplace or something like that and you're saying like, hey, you know, this, this and this and, you know, I want to I want to be paid this much. I want to, you know, sure, there is some confidence that needs to be uh, displayed there. But in terms of like relationships and all that stuff, you kind of need to go in it before you're you're ready for it. You know, a lot of times we kind of wait for this pointless. We wait for this pointless. Uh, we, we play this pointless waiting game of, OK, the confidence will be here right now. Okay, it's not here yet. It'll be right now. Okay, maybe I'll just act confidence. All this stuff. No, sometimes you you build a lot of times you build confidence through doing things. You don't just build confidence by sitting there and waiting for confidence and you know meditating on how can I get confidence to come to me. Now I'm not I'm not shitting on meditating, but that's a terrible way to meditate. Is just meditate for confidence. Obviously, you want to meditate for other reasons than just confidence confidence building. Okay, Um, unless you know maybe you just don't feel like you can meditate and that makes you not feel confident. So once you do meditate, then you can feel confident. Totally understand that. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Well, speaking of trying this next post, what's the point of, uh, what's the point of, to keep trying when you only fail. I wish there was a way of just stopping, of just stopping to exist. Sorry. Uh, I'm so fucking tired of trying, not just to find someone, but living in general has become so exhausting. I'm not able to succeed on anything. I can't find anyone on the internet. People are only interested on me. If I pretend to be someone who they want to be, I can't find friends. I suck at my job. I'm depressed as hell. And my house is a mess. I wonder, I wonder all the time. What's the fucking point of to keep living? I'm tired of all this shit. So, yeah, I mean that's a lot. I can, I can echo a lot of those sentiments when I was in some of my worst stages in life. Um, now, actually, you know what? Uh, I just did a podcast recently. It won't be out until like Friday for my Casual Bros podcast. And one of the things that my friend Paul asked me he said, you know, what's your number one priority in life? I think was the question, something like that. Or uh, what's the most important thing to you in your life, right? And you know, I said, I said surviving. And I explained it like this, right? Like for so long, I'd been trying to die. I just, you know, drinking and driving, going out at night, doing this, doing that, just putting myself in dangerous situations Uh, because I really really didn't value my life, which also led me to wanting to die at the same time, right? If you don't value life, then you're going to put yourself in situations where you could die. And so putting myself in situations where I could die was just something that I did for a long time. And so, you know, now I have this, the reason why i said it's my number one priority is because even in the darkest days i'm still focused on surviving right i'm still focused on living still focused on making the most out of my life before i die but that's number two on my in my list my number one priority is surviving at all times so going back to this uh this person's uh you know thing, you know, you have to pick something that is your anchoring point. Like what, what is your number one thing, even though you're sad and you're depressed and all this stuff that you'll never give up on. And that for me, that is surviving. That's an easy one to keep there, but it's something that still keeps me there. Okay. So that's why I'm saying this, you know, I'm not saying this to be cute and to be like, Oh, this is an alternative way of thinking here. And you know, this, this, and this, uh, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's not, it's so complicated. No, it's actually very simple. But, you know, when you're thinking about this, then you can stem different things off of that survival. Okay, now that I'm surviving, I want to start cleaning up my life. Maybe I need to clean my room. Maybe I need to do this, do this, or do that. And so maybe that's what you need to do. Just thoughts right here. But, uh, you know, that's just kind of what my viewpoint is on this. You know, you really need to think about, um, you know, you really need to think about what your, which you, you really need to think about, uh, you know, what what your anchoring point is to this to reality, right? Because you, once you don't have an anchoring point to reality, you start going only into fiction land. You only go into fantasy land, and then you're not able. Not saying there's anything wrong with fantasy land, but you still need to have that anchoring to Earth so that you don't float up, right? Same thing with a balloon, right? If you just have a balloon there and you just let it go, it's going to fly up. But if you tie it to something or if you're holding it, it stays with you, okay. Same thing with us. Sometimes we can just go into this fantasy la-la land and just never end up coming back. So, um, you know, don't give up on this stuff, right? Just because you see, you say, I can't find friends. I suck at my job. I'm depressed to sell my house is a mess. Maybe start with the first thing. Your house is a mess. Maybe clean it up a little bit. Just start with something, you know, all you need to do is get the ball rolling and then it'll start, things will start to, um, happen as you go along. Right. And, but, Ultimately, you're the one that's gonna have to do that. So you know, best of luck, friends. So, as always, guys, you can check out all things casual at our link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you guys want to email me, I'm at mentalhealthcasual, uh, mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com, um, and also in that link tree are all my social media handles as well. So, uh, but yep, it was really interesting. I really like the Asperger's one. Um, definitely gonna have to go back on that because those are my people right now. I'm <laughs> They think just like me. So, but as always, guys, don't forget to keep. It Casual.